The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I got the keys, so I just come in and I'll just comment on the music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play a little bit instead. Aquaman's a hero! What's better than number one looks like? I guarantee you blows the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show, and your live weekly show about comic books. We are, well, actually, live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct once again from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building on Skype. He is a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh and vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. Moses Magnum. Can we take Fridays off? Next, he is our intrepid senior reporter. He's next in line for the cowl. He's our resident Dark Knight detective. He's Oz. The last time we did this morning thing, were we all drinking in the morning too? I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) That's how we got those eight-hour free play Fridays. Oh, yeah. As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're gonna we're doing tr- trade paperback Thursday, and uh, we're gonna be talking to you all about Animosity Volume One, and we're gonna be talking to you about the Magic Order Volume One. It's Volume One. Jay, Volume One. Um, let's say yes. Yes, yes, absolutely, of course, Volume One. What other volume would it be? Right, the magic order. Uh, we'll also bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news. Uh, and 
whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And we'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. But first, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course, you all, the All Games community, for allowing us the time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Yeah. So you want to get down with us? Here's how it is you can get down with Fantastic Forum. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. Yeah. So, cool. How's everybody feeling? I'm good. It's like this This was a quick turnaround. I, I feel like I just did this. Right. I was like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking it, mind you. I, I kind of like it, but it was a quick turnaround. <laughs> I literally sat down like, oh, I got I to gotta set up this, this computer. And I just moved the mouse. Everything went like right up, like ready to go. <laughs> right. It's like when you do the show late and then you're like, okay, I'll put that stuff away in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, actually, this is fine. This is exactly how it's supposed to be. I agree. So, cool. Well, shoot. I mean, let's let's get into it. You know, it's like we... We only we don't normally we have like a little bit of a, a preamble or whatever just because you know we kind of make sure we catch up and all this kind of stuff and just kind of you know check in with everybody. But y'all were just here, so let's go. Let's look. Should we should we start with uh, the magic order? Sure, we can do that. All right, um, go for it, Jake. Everyone read it? You know, I don't. I, I didn't read, obviously, the trade paperback, but I read the books when they came out. I don't know how far in or how many issues have been collected. Well, I would assume it's probably, what, five? Uh, six. Six. I'm pretty sure I've read those six issues. So just, but again, I didn't, I didn't reread them because, again, the, the turnaround time was hardcore. But I've read them before. Okay. I'm sorry, Mo, Oz, you all haven't read this book, though, right? I, I didn't get a chance to. I was going to read at least the first issue, but I didn't get a chance to yesterday. Because I feel like, I, I know that I talked about it, like the announcement of it. I don't know if I actually talked about it when the, the book came out, though. I don't remember. But yeah, but tell us what it is, Jay. About the announcement. Say again? I don't remember you talking about the announcement. Well, he didn't explain oh. it right. That's what it was. I didn't explain the announcement right. Yeah. So, were you the one that told me to read it? I'm pretty like I can't imagine anybody else did. And it's like I would have told you. I, I would have told you to watch the movie. <laughs> to wait for the movie. Yeah, because it's a Millar thing, so the movie's probably half done already. Like when it came out. That could be so. Like it's probably it's probably popping up on Netflix next year. <laughs> but then and then it has a uh, Oliver Copel doing the art, right? Yeah, yeah. So the Magic Order is about uh, magicians. They're being killed, and so 
they're trying to uh, figure out who's doing it and a way to fight back against them. Though really it's like a story of redemption where an outcast magician is trying to get her way back into the fold by killing everyone and becoming the new fold. So, yeah, that's your basic. <laughs> kind of plays out like a little mystery-ish where you already know who the bad guy is. But then you get more of their motivations later on in the book. It's uh, also, also, too, though, I think, you know, it's important to mention that, you know, it kind of has a... Uh, almost like a a bit of a magical mafioso kind of deal going on with it where you kind of have like is it's five magical families right um i think there's more than five okay but basically but, like yeah. magical families that kind of run the status quo of things or whatever right And so, like, it kind of, like, you know, everything you said is absolutely true, but it's kind of in the, the context of the idea that there's, like, ma magical society is kind of set up a particular way, and there are these powerful families that basically kind of set, set the rules, and it's this person kind of going against that, that uh, status quo. And basically, kind of trying to upend the order of of what uh, or how magicians conduct themselves, or or I, maybe not how they conduct themselves, but the power structure of the ma of magical societies, and uh, and um, like doing that in a in a very violent fashion, right. Now, say the book does start off in kind of a tell-don't show for, like, a little over half the book. We're <laughs> told more than we're shown. Um, but I think by the end of the third book, it actually it kind of turns itself around and really, like, ramps everything up so that the falling action from there... Is all really good. Yeah, and uh, it it it's I mean it's a really cool series in my opinion. Like, and I think it it does some it has an interesting take on um, magic, and you know I mean basically I think magic kind of lives and dies on like on its like the rules that it sets for itself and how it chooses to like uh, bend those or when, or when it decides to break them. And this book is, is really interesting uh, in some of the ways on how it does that. And then also to like, I mean, obviously the visuals are amazing because, you know, couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even like on a certain level, like, the magic that gets done is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a, at one point there's two people 
uh, trying to help their grandma with the issues she's having. And the sister is like noticing that like everything in the room keeps changing. And the guy is like, asked her like, well, is the carpet the same? And she's like, no. And the dude is like, oh, that means we're in the middle of a changing spell. And like, we're about to be erased out of existence. Mm-hmm. Kind of funny because at first he's kind of like not really paying, like the attitude he's giving off is like he just like doesn't really believe her or is not really interested. But then he's like, gets like super serious. Well, what he says is super serious, but he still kind of has like a not exactly laid back attitude, but you know, a kind of like this shit now attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's like, it, it's kind of the best of both worlds in my opinion here with, uh, I mean, with the, I mean, these two working together and, you know, I mean, you're getting these amazing visuals, you're getting some really interesting ideas and the, the snarky kind of, kind of characters that you would expect from Malar. But it, you know, it, it's also a good story. I mean, it's it's interesting. You don't you don't exactly know what's happening because, uh, like you said, it's 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 a mystery to a degree, uh, or maybe I guess the better way is like you don't know why everything is happening. Maybe that's the better way to say it. Um, right. But, yeah, but you know, it's it's a cool little ride. It'll be interesting to see. Um, you know like where where what it all culminates to yeah and you mentioned like magic living or dying by how they break the rules and they break the rules like in the best way possible yeah <laughs> it's it's like set up from beginning to end how it happens Mm-hmm. And when it does happen, it's like, wow. Like, you don't really notice everything that they set up until you see how they break it. And then you look, think back, and it's like, wow, like, they were really planning this out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's, a, it's a real good book. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's interesting because I know, I know some people... Um, that aren't, you know, the biggest fans of magic, generally speaking, or, or magical stories, just because, you know, they feel like magic can be kind of a cop-out. And uh, I feel like this is the kind of book that even if you're, like, not used to, or you don't usually kind of resonate with stories about magic or where magic kind of is front and center, like, this feels like the kind of book where you might rethink that after reading it. You're like, you know what, actually maybe magic stories are cool and I'm just, you know, the people that are writing the other ones aren't doing as good of a job as they could be. Right. Um, uh, Hecton well, chat says, what yeah. company's putting this comic out? Image. Indeed. Uh, going back to the, the prophetic words of, of Mr. Magnum, uh, this is, Netflix is doing a TV show based on this. You know, I feel like that might have actually been the story. Like, I feel like the story was like it's 
going to like the comic or the deal was done before the book came out. Uh, yeah, I think didn't they uh didn't they like license a whole bunch of Millar World stuff? Yeah. I know he he has a Netflix deal. Okay. So yeah, the list is coming to Netflix and produced and looks like the first episode is going to be directed by Juan. Directed by who? James Wan. Oh, gotcha. I'm in. No, nah, man. You hate it already. He, you like no. It? You, 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 reali- you realize he did Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, but he before that, that was like his, oh, was, you know, I was hoping you were trying just, to make money. He's hoping, trying to make money to get the Crooked Man coming out. I was hoping you would say, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. And then I would nah, mention Aquaman, and then you'd say, I'm in. And then I'd mention sharks with lasers on them, and then you'd be out again. <laughs> it's like even even Moses understands nuance. <laughs> not not when not when all the shows blur together. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even had time to sober up from last night. <laughs> Moses is still drunk. He's still I'm, drunk. Yeah, and then I because ha- I have this uh, cannabis infused lemonade, so I drank a shot of that too. Oh, jeez, man! Wow. Listen, I'll tell you, Mo, Mo is living up quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> I got get a, like you. That's, I got that's a nice day I just frying and, and a zip fit. But you know, in in this uh, in this uh, quarantined time, it's like you. I think both of you, Oz and, and Mo, would actually enjoy this book. Like, it's it's a good book. Is it anything like uh, like the magicians? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I, I'm like, asking. I, I, yeah, I of course you don't know. You don't watch the magicians. I guess this no, is more for Mo, but he, he hasn't read this I, book. Yeah, I didn't read the book. I didn't read the book. <laughs> I watched the magicians. I just, you know, there's some parts of it that are like it, definitely, and there are other parts that, you know, are a little different. Because I feel like, uh, I feel like magicians. Magic is very de- decentralized in magicians. Just just scrolling through the images while I was looking for something to post. It, uh, what year does it take place in? Do do they mention that? Like, is it modern or is it, you know, twenties, thirties, something like that? I I think it's modern day, right? Because as uh, I was looking at images, what was that, Joe? We didn't hear you. Like. I'm saying I think it's modern-ish. Like I don't see anyone with a cell phone. I don't recall any cell phones. And one woman was driving in a taxi. <laughs> that is true. One woman sure was driving. It wasn't a Lyft or Uber. It was a straight-up taxi. Okay. So oh, it takes place right. in a distant past. Was anybody on a payphone? No. No. But okay. that's the thing. Like so it's, so it's definitely oh, from the current civilization. But I mean, you got a guy in like the the. Dressed up like the penguin in that Edwardian style, so it, it like throws me off a little bit. I, I I get the impression that this book is a like a combination of the the magicians and the Harry Potter universe in Fantastic Beasts. No, no, it it's more like magicians meets the Godfather. Oh, I'm in. Okay, it's like it's like that. Okay. 
And don't get me wrong, like not in Godfather times, but you know, I mean, magicians definitely like in this book definitely have like a flair in regards to like their style. You know? And you can definitely see a little bit of like I think both of Millar and Copel kind of just being like, you know, they they let themselves kind of play uh, or or not play, but like let themselves go a little bit in regards to character design where they're like, you know, I don't even know that they're necessarily wondering if all of it has to make sense in regards to like what people look like as much as they want them to be interesting. Okay. It definitely looks interesting. Um, yeah, I might check it out. Yeah, it's a, it's a good book. It's definitely worth your time, especially if you're looking for something to read. Look, since no new comics are coming anymore, sons of celibates. I finally get to yeah. go through my stack of old shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm thinking the same thing. It's like I I would be lying to you if I said I didn't have a giant uh, to read pile. So it's like okay, yeah. By the time this whole thing is done, I very well may need to be reading new comics because I've read all the old ones. We caught up. I know one of the reasons I wanted to do this one was because I hadn't read it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I got it a long time ago, but I just never got around to reading it. Okay. And now you read the trade paperback of it, right? Technically, no. I read the six issues. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Jay, Jay is Jay is out here pro- propagating the fraud. So there's <laughs> so the first trade was uh was six issues. Is is that where right. it ends, or is it an ongoing, or was it like three tr- three four trades or whatever worth of stuff? How how many books? It's are supposed, there? I believe there's only one trade out at the moment. And while the story is open to continue, I don't think he has. Well, he's got time now. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Netflix. So he's done with it. <laughs> he, he got his paycheck. He's out. <laughs> and I mean, without, him it, without him finishing it, they... Netflix could do whatever they want with it. If it's a success, they could keep going and create all other shit and, and or just cancel it. Yeah, I'm on Image's website right now and yeah, it's it's just the one trade that came out. So yeah, that's it. Story's done. Which actually I kinda don't mind. No, no, I mean it's definitely like there's something to be said about some books just being, you know, uh, a single, you know, volume or a single arc. And then when they're ready to tell their next story, they just spin it back up. You know, like, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think there, there's a lot of stories that we've read that start out great. But by the third or fourth trade, we're kind of like, eh, OK. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. The fact is, the best stories you've ever read or watched have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And while that's not like how mainstream comics works generally, because you know you you keep 
or I should say mainstream superhero comics, you know. But, you know, you still keep those characters going kind of in perpetuity. But um, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, if you've got a, a, a story that has a beginning and a middle and an end, it's, well, the, the best stories do that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so what are we reading this book? Or are you guys still got more to say on it? I would rate it a three and a half. Like, I really love the ending, but it does start out kind of a little wonky to me. I, I give it a four. It's a it's a real good book. I, I like it a lot. And Jay's right. It is it is wordy in the beginning, but I, I like those words. So, yeah, four. All right. So, you get a you give it a four because word. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was funnier when I thought about it. Whatever. Move on. It's still funny. <laughs> it's still funny. All right. Let's jump over to uh, animosity. Well, animosity. Uh, you guys, Larry doesn't remember. Oz remembers, I think. Uh, Animosity is a book that made me enraged with comics artistsinc.com or something. Comicsketchart.com, where it's like a, a they pay for the booths and then they just have people and they sell signed copies of the stuff, but they don't, you know, the people aren't there. So it's not like you're getting it signed. Like they just sell a bunch of stuff and they made deals with everybody. And then guess what? Now they have no fucking business. They fucked with me. They gave me an unsigned copy of Animosity for 25 bucks. And now there's no business for them. Yeah, I remember because I was there when I saw the Rage build. Yeah. So Wait, so you say there's no business for them. Is that because there are no more comics coming out? No more conventions. They're, that's oh, where they conventions. Got gotcha. you. They sell conventions. Like, did you do this, month? Did you do Corona? No, but I'm happy for some of the results. <clears throat> oh, okay. I was about to say, like, <laughs> like if this was all a, a large scheme to to mess up ComicSketchArt.com's business, man, I feel like this has gone a little too far. I mean, yeah, it's overkill, but <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I'm glad. Like, I I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna reach out to them and see what. If they have a quote like how their business is doing, you know, I'm gonna say they sell it online and shit. But the idea of going to a convention and buying a book signed is to have it signed directly from the person, and you know, kind of tell them how you like their work, or, or in my case, say, hey, you know, this is a book I've been wanting to read, but I'm I'm glad I could buy it directly from you, you know. Um, but yeah, it, it, that didn't happen that day. Um, terrible customer service. And, and all that but that has nothing to do with this book uh I'm, I'm just giving you a little backstory of what we talked about when i first was gonna do this book back in the day and then never got time to read it so now i finally had time to read it and man this book is one of the perfect corona getting reading like if we're gonna curate a list of what to read right now <laughs> this one's it man i mean it's a more uh it's a more hopeful take on what we're going through right now. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, basically it's a story of the animals waking up one day with sentience, you know, like with conscience, thought, dreams, imagination, and the ability to speak. 
and they're not going to take it anymore. Uh, Oz put in um, in chat a picture of Evolution, which is that is the separate. It's a separate uh, thing. You know, it's like, let's say, Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that's evolution. Animosity is... Uh, the, the Volume 1 is called The Wake, and that's the day that... It basically follows this little girl from the day that it started to about, I want to say, about two years or a year down the line. And then there, there are a lot of time jumps from in story-wise from past to present. But, yeah, I, I believe it's a, a year's timeline... In, in the in the first four issues, mm. and um, basically it follows this bloodhound called Sandor, and this girl named Jesse, and they're traveling through New York after the animals decided to wake up. And one of the interesting things about this book is how the animals see the humans. Like, you know, they like for example, like seagulls and ducks and geese. They're like, uh, like they hate. They hate the people on their cell phones, so they automatically just start attacking them and stealing their phones, because it's like, yeah, I don't know exactly why. Maybe the radio waves and things scramble their hearing or, or their ability to fly properly or something. But that's one of the things they get annoyed. Um, one of the first things you see is this exterminator trying to set some poison for rats, and then they just start like a horde of rats just eat some alive. Mm-hmm. You know, murderer and bastard and rat bastard and um you see that then you see there's a a a story in it that is for one of the other ones like evolution um there's one called uh the rise and that's uh it basically follows the uh, animals in chicago and how chicago they give you a glimpse of what chicago was like and chicago actually settled after a few days and they created like a mini government with the animals and it's led by um by an Alaskan Malamute wolf hybrid. And she basically runs Chicago. And basically all the humans that no animals claimed as their own, they they just killed or exiled. And then the animals run the city and, and whoever gets uh, claimed gets to live in the city under the protection of whoever picked them. Almost like how we do with uh, <laughs> with the animal shelters, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that that's some of the stuff you see in this book. Um, but one of the most interesting things is, is how animals react to humans once they see. Like, there's a scene where they they put this guy in like a a, a studio apartment with just a bed and a closet, and the closet's open, and then it, the the he, he's being fostered by a you know four foot flying fox. <laughs> what? You know what the flying fox are, right? The those like bats that look like foxes. They're like the size of a fox. Oh <laughs> wow! They got like a twelve foot wingspan and shit. And uh, they mainly eat fruit, but they're scary to look at. And he's the one fostering. And then he just asked the guy, he's like, "Are you afraid of me?" And he goes, uh, "He didn't want to say yes, so he just goes, no, I'm just thinking about how quiet everything is, like." He goes, yeah, you wouldn't think of it, but every time you guys drop a bomb, we feel it, we hear it. And every time a plane goes by, we hear it. For you, it's just ambient noise, but for us, we hear everything a thousand times more than you. It's it's killing us. It was killing us. And then the bat says, you know, 
it's funny for uh, an animal that spent 30 millennia killing everything to survive, you humans actually went down pretty easy. <laughs> and that just put my mind like, man, and that is actually the in the issue that's for the for the series the rise which is uh the backup story here mm-hmm. it's issue one of that so i i want to read that too yeah i i can say uh i i only got to read the first three issues okay of, of this book, you didn't but, even uh, finish the whole trade what you didn't even finish the whole trade. Like one more issue. That would have been the trade. Volume one. Four I, issues. I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. It's like, uh, didn't I tell you it was a quick turnaround? I said that, right? I could. I didn't have you time. Gotta, I, I, time. Huh? You got to learn how to manage your time better. What? what is, man, I, listen, you understand I'm still working, right? I had a meeting this morning. <laughs> before the show. Like, man. If, if you don't get off my back about reading this book, <laughs> about the one issue that I didn't get to read, let's focus on the three I did. How about that? <laughs> These flying foxes are fucking huge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, the first oh, picture I posted, geez. I'm like, oh, that's a cute little bat. It's a little orange. And then I saw like a dude holding one. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would freak me the fuck out, too. That's one of the smaller ones, too. Because uh, they, they could be up to like four feet, just a body. Four now, body. You know, I you, now you know why Batman picked that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, so what did you think of the three issues you did read? Uh, the book is amazing. Like, that's pretty much the long and the short of it. I mean, it's just like, like, uh, like the, the little girl, uh, Jesse is uh like instantly lovable like which is weird just because i was just like oh wow like i'm like i care about this kid on like page four (laughs) you know what i mean and um which actually page four might be the first page she was on i don't even know (laughs) like but it was definitely like i mean you know say again i'm gonna look yeah but um yeah definitely like right off the jump um, but just the, the the concept by itself is really interesting, and it's not like it. The way that uh, uh, Bennett handles it um, is like not, or at least it doesn't feel to me like it was the the like very typical. Like you know, it'd been easy for it to just have been like an animal uprising, and that was it. Um, but instead, it was like, you know, it kind of gave, like like Mo mentioned, like the animals kind of have different thought processes or different, you know, they think differently about humans based on how they were interacting with them beforehand. And, you know, it's like, I mean, that kind of makes sense in the, you know, in the idea that we obviously don't treat cats and dogs in the same way that we treat rats and mice and we don't treat, you know. Say again? Cattle. Right. Cattle, right. We treat cattle in a completely different way than we treat pigs and that we treat ducks and all this. And so it's like, based on their experience with people beforehand, the the animals um, or the different types of animals may have different views on 
people and how they things should go. And then even among those different types of animals themselves, they they still they're all individuals, you know, because they like most of they get sentience and and it's interesting the way that how they kind of make it seem as though um like the the me- like it's not like people like all the animals of course remember everything that happened beforehand but the way they talk about it where it's like almost like it was happening to a different group of people so it's not like animals are like traumatized or anything like that at least i didn't see any any um indication of that in what i read you know it's not like they're traumatized but you know they definitely are aware now and smart and they're like you know some people are or some animals are like hey we can't trust these people because we know what how they feel about us and you know the fact that we're aware now is not going to stop you know, some people from not or from seeing us different. And then you have others that, you know, obviously like kind of just embrace people and like, okay, well, I'm sentient now, so please don't eat me. You know? <laughs> Which I, I would think for most people might be enough, but, you know, there's some that are kind of like, eh, I'm going to eat you. I, I mean, does it still taste like steak? It shouldn't yeah. affect the flavor. Well, except for the fact that they get more scared probably. Oh, well, no, yeah, that, no, that spoils the meat. Yeah. And yeah. It does. They actually, they kind of mention it there too, where it's kind of like, you know, it used to be, used to call it a meal, but now like the whole world calls it murder. So if you're a human and eats an animal, they look at you like you're a fucking monster and they'll destroy you, you know? Yeah. Everybody's growing soybeans on their roof. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even call it meat anymore. They call it what? Animal flesh. Yeah. Or flesh of an animal, or you know, but yeah, basically, they're like, yeah, don't just call it meat. Which no. that scene is wild because there's like, and you know, maybe you can find this Oz because it's definitely worth, <laughs> it's definitely worth uh, the audience to see. Take the time to take a look at it. There's like a scene with a moose talking to a senator, and on each antler of the the moose is a squirrel with like a machine gun. And I, you know, which I was just like, whoa, like that, like the visual, like when you first see it, it's just one of those things for me where I was like, man, like that is a striking image of a moose with two squirrels on each antler that, you know, with, uh, well, I guess the fact that the moose has mounted machine guns by itself would be enough like on its antlers. But then you have like the two squirrels. And not only that, but have you ever seen a moose up close in person? I have. Those fucking They're things are huge. huge. Yeah. yeah, they are huge. People they don't huge. understand how big those fucking things are. Yeah. It's like, I can imagine, like, you can't hit them with a car. Like, you'll die. <laughs> and then, I, I forget, what's, is the artist's name, is it Raphael, is it Delada or Deloda? Or how, De, De, De La Torre. Oh, De La Torre. I'm sorry. Uh, gotta give props to him, man. Like, the 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 art is is great just in general but you know i mean animals are hard to draw man like and well, when you draw i don't know if you got to see it larry but there's a scene and i, I think joe might have liked this scene too because i thought of him when he where they, they're you know sandor and jesse have to trust a group of animals and then oh no it's one of the guys later on, yeah, Larry, you didn't see it, where the monkey has to, the chimp has to put the bracelet on the dude, 
and he just smiles at him. Yeah. It just, it just looks so eerie. No, but that was basically where I was going to go, where, like, animals are hard to draw just in general, but, you know, he nails, like, I mean, you're basically talking about almost any every type of animal under the sun so far. Um, outside of, I haven't seen any insects, but outside of insects, you, you basically talk about all, whatever type of animal, you know, land, air, and sea. And, um, it, like, not only is he, like, drawing these animals and they all look great and exactly like what they're supposed to be, but the facial expressions on these animals are crazy. Like, and that's like, you know, that goes to your point right there where you were just saying, like, you know, it's eerie, but it's like, I remember, like, the, um, the scene with with Sander and the friggin' tiger, I was just like, oh my god, like, dude, like, right off the bat, I was just like, oh man, like, they're knocking out the park here, like, the, the, like, it's wild to think that you can draw a dog in a particular way that makes it look heroic, I you like, know? I like the chickens that whisper, no more roosters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So That's I, the weird thing, because when they... When they were rising, the chickens, they were like in a, in, in a place where they're breeding more to make eggs. And the chickens are like, they're just getting fucked by this rooster. And as soon as they get sentience, they like, they all turn on the rooster and just kill the rooster. <laughs> so, uh, I have a question. Wait, well, hold on. Hold your question a little longer. I want to hear Joe's take on it, too, because I know Joe's a, a fan of anthropomorphic animals and while these aren't directly anthropomorphic they they can they they're eerily anthropomorphic right well first of all i think we should discuss the elephant in the room which is this thing came out one year after zoo uh premiered mm. which is about animals gaining sentience and turning against people but they made theirs a lot funnier and a lot more lighthearted and fun is zoo a and, uh, it's a tv show where basically yeah the animals start gaining sentience and intelligence and start killing people like it, it's pretty good like if you watch yeah. the first season you would like it Zoo, zoo is good. Right. But this one's a lot more funny. Um, but it still has like dark moments. But it goes hella light. Like there's one part where uh, Jesse and Sandor are talking about Pokemon. And this whale comes up and he's like, come back whale. Because <laughs> all the Pokemon their names, right? <laughs> That was funny. That was really funny. And, uh, yeah, like, I love Sandor. Um, I think the best part with him, the best part is there's one part where he's doing a job for this uh, wolf uh, because he can smell better than him. So they have him, like, sniffing out the trail of another dog. And the wolf and him are talking and Sandor is actually like a really cynical dude. Like when he's around Jesse, he's like all love and like 
optimism and promise. But when he's, you know, not around her, he becomes his like natural cynical self. And the wolf is like saying, uh, wolf is like saying like, you know, like you a lot better when your girl is with you. And he's like, yeah, most people do. Like, that is like a really super cool character moment. I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, that was one of my favorite things was the Sandor, like how he is like, he's basically, he's just there for the, the girl. Like, he's just there for her since, you know, since he was a puppy and she they grew together and then that's it, that's it. Like, he don't care if the world hadn't gained sentience. <laughs> like, if the animals hadn't gained sentience, he'd still be the same. <laughs> you know? Like, and then in this world, he's like, okay, well, I gotta take care of her, just like I have and that's it. Like he, he knows he's gonna die at some point, and, but until then, he's like he's gonna do his job. Yeah, he's actually a really interesting character. Like, even though he's like super stoic, he still comes across as like really worldly and like just a really good character. Mm-hmm. And that is one thing I will say. This book does exceptionally well like i may not remember everyone's name but i remember a lot of the characters like there's really good characterization in the people and animals that they choose to spend time on yeah no, it's, art, oh, say it again jay and the art is great like I yeah. love the art. Yeah, man. No, it's just yeah. It's it's like I'm sitting here like I'm I'm trying to I'm try like I I read the first three issues and I'm just like how did I like how why have I not been reading this? And like I've seen this in the comic shop, but apparently I haven't like I guess I must have missed it when it first came out because I know the first at least the first like three covers um well you know what actually like the first the cover to number one is cool it's a nice cover um number number two was okay but number three man the cover to number three I'm like I felt like if I had seen that I would have like picked that book up <laughs> because, you know, I mean, it has a, a paramilitary koala, right? Like, so. That's actually the first one I ever saw. And I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. But then they didn't have one and two. Yeah. And then by the time I went back to look for it, they had, you know, they had uh, evolution. And I'm like, man, I got to get that too. Like. <laughs> I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm gonna buy the trip paperback, and then I never did until, like, I went to ComicSketchArt.com booths and overpaid for this. Not in quality, but I didn't get a signature. Right. Um, one other thing that I like that you know you get your money's worth if you buy this trade paperback. You're gonna get every cover that they ever did, every variant cover, every 
like special like blind box cover every because they did i think you know one of these like loot crate type was giving it out so they made a couple special covers for that and one of the good ones was like your boy larry uh what's his name michael gatos michael gatos did a cover oh that's really good nice yeah and then there's another one Oh, Kelsey Shannon did one, and it it looks like Charlotte. The cover for Charlotte's Web. Yeah, I did see a couple allusions to that in the uh, in the story. I was like, oh, that's cool. It's and Animal Farm too. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I did. I did. I saw those pigs. <laughs> what did you say, Joe? I've never read that. Like, it's been on my. It's been on my reading list. Like I've been wanting to. Charlotte's Web. But I. No, Animal Farm. Oh, that's a. I've read Charlotte's Web like three or four times. Because you should read Animal it. Farm. It's good. There's a movie. It's animated. Is it on Prime? <laughs> I the, the I I saw the movie in junior high school. So. Maybe it might look. It might be on on YouTube by now. And in these covers, I don't know if Oz can look them up, but there's some really good. There's a Tony Harris did one. Tony Harris is is one of the older school comic guys from my my day. He did one that's really good. Um, and then John McRae, Larry, you know that name, right? Mm-hmm. He did two of them, and nice really good there's one where it's like a uh looks like a deer or a moose and you're just kind of seeing them from behind but the antlers are just covered in blood that looks tight and then uh simon kudronsky did one and that one's really cool because it's just mounted heads but they just have that eerie look like from the book on their face yeah, you're gonna have to go slower if you want me to post shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I just got the Tony Harris, and you're already like three in. So John McCree, John McCray, or McCrea, phonetically. John MC MC uh, uh, MC C R E A. Oh, there's a lot that came up. What's it look like? It, well, there's one where it has a. They're just fighting a swarm of like locusts. Okay. The girl yeah. dog. I, I that, one. that one. Oh, that, she gets older. One. Yeah, you're watching her grow throughout the series. Oh, neat. Okay, what was the third one? Uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Simon S Z Y M O N. Kudronsky. S-Z-Y? Huh? S-Z? Did I hear that right? Yeah, S-Z-Y. Is this the one with the bats? In the co- or, wait, is that a bat or... I th- no, wait. Oh, the mounted heads. I see. <laughs> is there one with bats? Put that I, I thought it was a bat, but I think that's just the, the color and it's a small image. Because we were talking about bats earlier, so I thought, oh, maybe that. The the insects 
the insects is where what I'm looking forward to. Like I want to, I want to see that. Did that pop up or is it just a link? I think it's just a link. I have to repost that one. I don't know why it didn't show up. What a deer, the deer head? No, no, no. The the insects one. Oh, oh, no, no. There's no. I was just talking about um, like in the story, but I do want to see that cover too with the locust. Okay, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for now. There's also in this trade paperback. There's you know there's ads for Marguerite's other works, Marguerite Bennett's other work, mm-hmm. and one of it's called Insects, but with an X. So like and incest. Yeah. It says, uh, "It said it's a tale of love, betrayal, and insects." Okay. You want insects, right, Larry? Wait, but no, it's not insects, right? It's insects. That's is that even is that connected to this? No, it's not. But no. since you said insects, it made me think about. That. <laughs> <laughs> is that about like about? Uh, Oh man, I can't even think of the term. What's the term? When you have sex with your family? No, it's not. Oh, why that's incest. What are you asking? There me? we go. Thank you. Did you ever get your book signed, Bo? No. <laughs> the guy wanted me to mail it back or go to another convention when they're going to be at, and she's going to be at. That's a lot of work. Yeah, and it's I still got to pay for my own shipping when you guys fucked up, but you know, yeah. I didn't say nothing. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna <laughs> use this as just keep fueling this hate. Like, <laughs> it'll end up killing me, but fuck it. <laughs> we want you to live, Mo. We want you to live. Yeah, considering that all this happened at Comic Con, which is like the most difficult one to get into, right? And they want you to like do more work than that. Yeah, it, it's 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 no good. But I'm gonna ask him like, hey, how are you enjoying your uh, <laughs> your self isolation? <laughs> so, uh, all in all, what would you rate animosity, Mo? I would give it five uh, ripped off seal fins out of five. Sheesh. Okay. What about you, Jay? I would probably go four and a half. That's fair. That's fair. I, I would actually do the, the same. Go four and a half. Like, uh, yeah, it's a great book. Like, I'm definitely going to read it. Like, even if I wasn't quarantined, I would make time to read this. <laughs> oh. What's 14 divided by 3? Not a whole number. Whatever the calculator in front of you says. Oh, we get 4.6666666667. Of course it is. <laughs> That's the Fantastic Forum official score. 4.6666667. Yeah. It's good stuff. What is that insect book about? I, I don't know. I posted the link to the preview. Not preview, but, you know, their website uh, bio thing. 
synopsis thing, but as soon as my browser opens up here. Whatever it is, it looks good. Who's who's the artist in this? Uh, Ariella Christina. Christina. Christantina. Because I posted uh, I posted an image from the inside and it's really pretty. Yeah. Um... The it says here at the dusk of a century, at the dusk of a century, a pair of eventual Victorian vixens discover a horrifying power that transformed them into rich and strange new creatures. Armed with their dark, evolving forms, they descend into a world of the cultured and occult, with new senses and a new sensuality to forge a life for themselves and the child of their love. This new monthly series is the brainchild of writer Marguerite Bennett, A Force Angela. Red Sonia, and artist Ariala Cristantina, Wolverine's Deep State, a comic unlike any you've seen before. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at, at some of her stuff, uh, Ariala. She's pretty good. Normally, I don't like water paintings, watercolor paintings, but, you know, she's good. And definitely cool. her work in this insects is especially up there. But it's probably because they told her not to use watercolors. All right, let's get into some news. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, news. You're not doing heavy metal minute right now, right, Mo? Nah, I'll probably post it after the fact. I didn't get to pre-produce it. Okay. And you don't want to do it live? Do it live. Nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, if I, I could hear music while I did it, then yeah, but I can't. So. You could if you told me what to play. No, but then when you play it, I can't hear it. So you can't hear my soundboard. No, when I when I talk, like if I'm talking while you're playing the soundboard, it cuts out. Well, the the music cuts out for you, but it doesn't cut out for the audience. No, yeah, uh, it, 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 I, it'll distract if them. If I could hear music, I would do it. If it cuts out for me, how am I going to hear it? Yeah, he's saying it'll fuck with his head. Oh. Well, like we actually went through this on the air before, Larry. Like, you sh- as you just a, play the music in your head. You see, I unlike you, Lawrence, we understand the rap world, and sometimes the artist <laughs> needs that background music. Uh, so he, uh, if he doesn't have it, it interrupts his flow. Flow oh. is, is what we refer to the uh, the stream of words that that the artist is producing on the fly. I hope I've explained that properly for you. I like I don't understand you people and your oogie boogie music. <laughs> we do news. Yeah. I, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like uh Comic book like Kurt news. <laughs> Well not not like that, but like So there's a little bit of sad news. Um, Landon Montgomery, co-founder of Gearbox Software, has died. Wow. Uh, he worked on some series uh, such as Half-Life, Brothers in Arms, Halo. Um, yeah, he passed away. And uh, they don't say what, how, but our hearts go out to his family and friends. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that. Did you all hear that they just came out with a Half-Life game? 
Yeah, but it's like a prequel or something. It's not whatever. What is it that they're that they've been waiting for forever? Half Life Three, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're Are right. You it's about a... Say it again, Jay. Oh, wait. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is. It is a prequel. Uh, it's it's called Half Life Alex, um, but and and it's only VR, which, like, I'm like, man, that's kind of messed up. <laughs> because, it's messed up, but I, I think that that's one of the games that kind of lends itself to VR. I mean, I don't know about the prequel, but like, if they did Half Life, Half Life Two in VR. I'd be the shit. They might as no, well. I mean, the only thing they haven't and, and done when it. I say it's messed up, I don't mean like no. The game supposedly is amazing, and like probably yeah. like one of the first like full length VR games that like you know could totally be like it's a game changer for that aspect of the uh, or that particular niche. Well, let's but not call it, it a game changer till people have tried it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no yeah. but but people have tried it. That's. Look, I mean, I haven't tried it. I mean, all but, all the evidence that is good is anecdotal right now. Anecdotal. I don't know that fucking word. Anecdotal. Yeah, it's that. Let, yeah, let, but let's put I'll, it through well, its trials. Well, it's all going to be anecdotal until one of us tries it firsthand, right? Oz, Oz sounds just like the president. <laughs> I was waiting for Lawrence to catch that, or he might have, and just kept it going, which I would appreciate. Uh, the the I looked it up, and like one of the first things I see is is uh, as far as the review, it's considered the greatest vr adventure game yet although i'm hard pressed to think of other vr adventure games right no i mean it there aren't a lot of good vr games i mean there's some oh but they're like you know more might, tech demo-y but but i guess the more the point i'm trying to make is they made what is essentially a half-life game it's good it's virtual, it's VR, and it's like people have been waiting for a new Half-Life game like for literally a decade, and the install base for it is like the smallest amount you could have in the video game industry, basically, which I'm like, that sucks. Like, if you're a Half-Life fan, <laughs> you have to be like, so I have to go buy a VR headset if I want to play the next Half-Life game? See, I, I would argue with what you just said, because I don't think that they've been waiting for Half-Life game for decades i think they've been waiting for half-life 3 for decades and they've been getting games that are not half-life 3 what half-life game have they been getting that's not half-life i mean that's that's not half-life 3 like the prequel which is this one portal yeah oh yeah that portal is technically considered the the next half-life the sequel no, or prequel Portal, or something. Portal's not a Half-Life game. What are you talking about? It's related. It's in that. It's world. not related. It's just it's made by Valve. It's related. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? There's, it's like uh, looking at the games now. There's Half-Life, Half-Life Two, Half-Life Two episodes. So there you go. There's a couple right. Episodes came out, <laughs> and then Alex, which. Is it really a Half-Life game if you can't use a crowbar? Who says you can't use a crowbar? The people that reviewed it at Kotaku. Oh, they said you can't use a crowbar? That, look, that's the title of the article. Why you can't use a crowbar in Half-Life, Alex. Uh, real quick in chat, Tiger Claw wants to know if the dude's death was linked to Corona. 
Uh, they don't say uh, the cause of death. He was he also, old, though, so it could be anything at his age, right? Yeah, he was on borrowed time. Um, Tyclaw says that this Half-Life game is actually a prequel. I said that. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> as evidenced by you. <laughs> Mo, real quick, uh, this reminded me, because I... I la- Last night you were talking about playing Fallout 3. Fallout 4 VR is available. Okay. Now I got to go buy a VR set. Wait, were you talking about Fallout 3 or did you? Because you, I remember you mentioned building, so that's Fallout 4. Yeah, I was talking about 4. Okay. Yeah, it's available in VR. Huh? I never liked playing uh, Fallout in first person. I always preferred it in third. And uh, I like playing Fallout in third person too. I don't think VR would let me do that. No. Okay. And you get the little floaty hands with no wrist. <laughs> I don't know why a wrist and forearm is so difficult. Especially when it's just blue because you're wearing that. Well, I guess it would change if you change the armor. Um, Heck says, guys, this Half-Life game is a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so I think this game takes place before Half Life, right? Is that not before Half Life. I think it takes place uh, before Half Life Two. I think. Well, then wouldn't that make Half Life a prequel too? Two. I don't know what you're trying to say. I don't know either. I need to turn <laughs> off chat. <laughs> chat and alcohol don't mix. <laughs> Uh, what are you trying to say, Jack? Um, well, I was just going to move on to the next story if we're ready. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Compile Heart has published a video message from company president Norihitsa Kojiwa teasing the, quote, final entry in the company's, quote, popular numbered series in the March 28 due issue of Dengeki PlayStation. And it's likely referring to the Neptunia series. Okay, cool. Cool for you. You don't play Neptunia. Oh, okay. Well, then cool for me. Yeah. Um, Why can't you just be happy for me? Uh... That's sad we're getting the final one. You just wanted to keep going forever? Yeah. Like the games industry. (laughs) Word. Is there a, a Legends of Tomorrow Supernatural crossover? Sort of. The episode hasn't come out, but... I think they go to the. Uh, I, you probably saw the pictures of Constantine fucking with the car. Yeah, I think from what I because I read that story, but the episode is not obviously. I think it's just them going to the set where they shoot where they're shooting Supernatural, and uh, know, probably there, there might be like something that is actually mystical, but they think it's a prop. Okay, I'm t- that's the, interesting. The, it's Legends of Tomorrow is pissing me off that. Constantine's story is actually pretty fucking good of what's going on with him, but they keep giving me other stupid shit 
around it. Like the Constantine is like five minutes of each episode. Like, there's one episode where Constantine is out doing his thing and it, 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 it's something cool. And like, oh, shit, I didn't know more about that. And then he just comes back home to take a break. And next thing you know, he has to, be, he has to pretend to be this chick's fiance so her fucking uh, wizard dad doesn't kill everybody. And then when he when he figures, hey, you know what? This guy might have some info that I, that I need for what I'm trying to get, and starts asking questions. Legends of Tomorrow come up like, hey, you need to stop asking those fucking questions. And he's just there like, what the fuck, man? I'm trying to save the universe. You guys are fucking around throwing a wedding. <laughs> I don't know why I love that show. It's it's ugh, such a good show. Yeah. <laughs> in a in a story about a book that you will not read for months because obviously you can't read anything new. I don't know why all these people are posting reviews for shit that's supposed to be being released now that's not going to be released for a couple months. Apparently Harley Quinn in, uh, versus Punchline is going to be a thing in Batman 93. Mm. I haven't... like I know what Punchline looks like. Uh, I haven't read like her personality if she's crazy or just hot have you or crazy hot well that's hardly i mean have you guys read the uh the punchline stuff no not yet no i've only heard it said that she's like the anti-harley quinn which i'm like i don't know what that means probably not crazy upstanding citizen Right. I'm like, it's like, is she like a good guy then? Or like, I don't know. I don't know what you mean by anti Harley Quinn. Well, she can't like, be a good guy because Harley's kind of a good guy now. Mm. She's so like an anti villain. She's kind of a bad guy. She's a crazy good guy. So it, it, that's why you get all the Deadpool comparisons with the movies because that's what they're trying to do to her. She's still crazy and she's still going to do whatever the fuck she wants, which includes taking stuff. But when push comes to shove, she's gonna she's teams up with Batman. I mean, we, there's a movie where she teams up with Batman. Are, are we? Are you talking about Harley Quinn or Punchline right now? Harley Quinn. I don't know anything about Punchline other than she's a hot Asian chick. She's Asian. Yeah, Punchline is Asian, isn't she? Am I thinking of the right one? She oh, looked- I, I don't know. I, I've I've only seen like one picture of her. I thought, and I thought she had makeup on, so I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't, her have, yeah, okay. I'll, here, I'll post. She looks Asian to me. I didn't. I didn't care enough to like look at her hard. So I know oh, that I, her, I look at it, all the of issue hard. that featured her like first appearance or whatever became like you know a rarity real quick, like sold out everywhere. Not digitally. Jay. <laughs> Jay, like what? Why, Jay? <laughs> Uh, Jay is like the funniest one on this show. <laughs> so, uh, Nintendo this morning did a, a stealth drop of a Nintendo Direct like they were Beyonce. And so, uh, in it, they did, I mean, they, they, they talked about a few different things, but they announced that they're going to release the, uh, the Shadow of Doom DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. So you can get 
the Fantastic Four as playable characters. Oh, cool. Yeah. It looks good. It looks real good. It's interesting, though, because, you know, they featured, like, the the characters and their powers and the, the voice acting. And all of the Fantastic Four sounds, like, really on point, like, as far as, like, like, I was li- listening to these voices, and I'm like, oh, man, like, they did a good job with, like, Thing and Invisible Woman and Human Torch and Mr. Fantastic. The voice for Doom? Not so much. It's like, it's not terrible. It's just, it it should sound different, in my opinion. I was like, oh. Did you record to give us a sample soundbite? Did, did I record it? No. Oh. No, like you know, you can go look. You can go uh, listen to the trailer or go watch the trailer. Yeah, but it would be nice to have a. Yeah, never mind. Well, listen, Oz, 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 Oz can pull it up. Wait, what are you guys talking about? The Shadow of Doom DLC for Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. You can just pull that up, and you'll hear Doom's voice. In in related. Which is it's not comic book related, but in that same direct though, they did some Pokemon news, which you know normally I don't care about, but uh, I do think I actually have a, a favorite Pokemon now because they announced this guy, uh, Cubfu, and I was like, I think I I think I like that a lot. Well, I'm glad you had Cubfu. Cubfu. Yes, and I'm like oh, not enough to not enough to like buy the game, but definitely enough to like buy a friggin' uh, like amiibo or a plushie of that. Like I like that. I don't even know why. Of course, you would pick the most racist Pokemon. Wh- why is it racist? Because it's funny to call you racist. <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's no other it, reason. I can't find anything here. It's just a, it's a teddy bear that knows kung fu. And everybody knows the most racist Pokemon is Jinx. Is that the blackface one? Yeah. Yeah, that is the most racist Pokemon. Actually, blackface. It just looks that way. Yeah, but I they mean, did have to change her color though. When for the American version, they did have to change her color because it was too like, it looked too much like blackface. Yeah, Americans are so fucking sensitive. God. No, no, look, Americans aren't sensitive. Yeah. The, the yes, Japanese can be racist. You guys are just overly fucking sensitive fucking snowflakes. Racist. That's what it is. Um, Tire Claw says... In any case... Yeah, Tire Claw says Cub Fu's evolved form looks awesome. I, I wish I could see it. I'll post it. it. Is awesome. I, he looks more like a chicken, but yeah, but it's cool too. Yeah. Let's see. Na, 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 na. So, the second DLC expansion for Borderlands Three uh, comes out today. Uh, Love guns and tentacles. Wait. It, what? No, I'm sorry. You said Borderlands. I thought you said something else. Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. It's a parody of HP Lovecraft lore with weird cults, ancient monsters, and demonic possession. 
that doesn't sound like a parody at all. <laughs> is is that that's in Borderlands? <laughs> that that doesn't sound yeah. like it fits the tone at all. <laughs> well, I guess that oh, would yeah. be a parody. Departure from, yeah, it's a little bit of a departure from what they normally do. Yeah, starring the the gay characters. Wait, what? There's there's gay characters in Borderlands. It's a characters of Wainwright Jacobs and Sir Hammerlock are getting married. Oh, so not only men. So it's not only is it featuring tentacles, it's featuring testicles too. Well, they don't do nudity for some strange reason, but in theory, yes. Are there new playable characters in these DLCs? No. Oh. I saw an image that had uh, Gage. Well, it looks like Gage to me from Borderlands 2, and I got excited because I really liked that character. No, I, I love Gage. Uh, she's awesome. So no, uh, new, she play, was, no new player, no. Char- player playable characters at all? No, but she might show up as a uh, NPC, and you'll get to work with her. That's the speculation. Okay, yeah, and I just posted a picture. I believe that's Gage. I mean, she's got the pigtails. She does look a little older, but that's this takes place years from a few years after two. So it, it yeah, does. everyone's older. How Tina's legal now? <laughs> yes. Is that good or bad? <laughs> if you like Tina, then yeah, it's pretty good. Tina is like border Borderlands Harley Quinn that has a fetish for explosives. Yeah. Like in the first game she's in, she's like ten, like ten or so, ten or twelve. And now she's legal. So at least eighteen. Do they have did the same person play her? I believe it is the same person. Okay. And that's the uh the girl from Hey Ash, what you playing? I don't know if anybody remembers that old show. I do. No, it's it's a good it it's good. All right, what else we got? Uh, I kept seeing stuff that was like news, but about stuff that's supposed to be coming out. But I don't know. Like they sent it like recently, but now I can't find it. <laughs> they would have been like, "Oops." They they don't recall the email. Yeah. Let's see. I'm have some coronavirus news. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so the Senate passed the uh, stimulus package, and the House is going to wait until tomorrow at 9 a.m. to come together to vote on it, because time isn't really a factor in this. <laughs> For real? I assume that's why they're waiting. Well, they they heard our show last night and found out I might get a check, so they 
they need to put a stop to that right away. Fuck yeah. you guys, that was funny. <laughs> I laughed hysterically when I thought of it. Hey, so do you know Barry Allen is the fastest man alive in Marvel also? Yes, I did hear that. How how so? Apparently he showed up in Marvel way back when uh Quasar number seventeen is the book that they're mentioning. Quasar seventeen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it uh, let's see. According to this, it was a lighthearted tale that had Cosmic Avenger Quasar meet the runner in Elder of the Universe. Uh blah blah blah. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, ooh, the wizard shows up. <laughs> I, guess they, I don't know. I guess they had a race. I don't want to read this whole thing here. I'll just post this page. But uh, a disheveled coronavirus surviving Barry Allen like just pops in, and I guess he beats everybody. I'll post it in chat so you guys can take. Ooh, a look. Wait, why is he surviving the coronavirus? Because yeah, he looks like haggard and like he's been through some shit. Like he, he looks like what I picture you guys after this whole quarantine is over. Like that's how you come out. <laughs> and so this is a I I'll wait to see if you post another panel. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I, I will. Um, that's when he shows up. And then this next panel I'm going to post is, I guess, him being declared the victor. And he probably didn't even realize he was in a race and won it anyway. So, yeah, Barry Allen. Do, do they actually call him Barry Allen? They call him Buried Allen. Like like he's been buried alien. Sorry. <laughs> but he's wearing a costume. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's torn off. But <laughs> I love how you look at that. You're like, he's wearing the costume. <laughs> That's the costume. Like the yellow boots, like even the TV show didn't do the yellow boots. That's more recognizable to me than the TV show. This fool got on red hot pants. I just realized they call him Buried Alien. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and this came after, like right after Crisis on Infinite Earth. So they, they're thinking it's him like going through different universes before, you know. Uh, I just thought that was an interesting story. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of comic book news when there's not a whole lot of comic books. Uh, I will say that a lot of people, like, it seems like the internet has been, or I guess maybe I should say the, the comic book community online has been really trying to push Marvel and DC into another crossover soon. Like, I've been seeing, like, creators get in on that and kind of be like we yeah, should make like, that happen well, creators want jobs well of course the creators want jobs but listen i mean a marvel well i guess you know i right. guess technically a marvel dc crossover could potentially create a lot of like, a lot of spots creators w wanting that to me sounds a lot like when i read a story where an actor from a movie is totally for there being a trilogy made out of that one movie <laughs> It's like, yeah, well, you didn't die in it, so of course you want more. Do you want to make more? 
Right. But I mean, do you feel so do you feel like no fans would want that? I don't know if fans would want that, to be honest. How about you? Would you want to see a Marvel DC crossover right now? No. No? No. How about you, Mo? Uh yeah, not really. I mean I don't I'm more into interested in the new amalgam. I mean, but you have to have a Marvel DC crossover before Amalgam, right? No, you could just work off the old one and then just do a new, like, modern-day Amalgam universe. Oh, so you're basically just saying, like, use the characters that they already created from before and just do that as the the joint project, not a, a full yeah. DC I mean, maybe, you know, there are newer characters now. Maybe give a story about them, the new. But yeah, just work off the, the same old one. What do you What do you say, Jay? Yeah, I love a crossover. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I know. For me, like, I'd I'd read it, but I don't know that I would necessarily be looking for it. Like, I, yeah, I, especially considering like where some of the stuff is at, like where Marvel is uh, in regards to some of the stories they're telling. Like, I don't know if I need DC crossing over into that. Yeah, I don't need Strange Academy interrupted. Yeah. Oh, it's already interrupted. That sucks. Are we <laughs> not going to get issue two of that until, like, after coronavirus? I think we might, um, because... Like, if it doesn't come out today or yesterday... It's not coming out, right? I mean, Until after. I actually saw. Uh, let me. I don't know who who posted something about issue two. That book was really good. I liked it. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't say nothing about it. He posted art from it, uh, Edgar Delgado on his Instagram. The art is amazing, and then, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't. Let me see, Strange Academy to go. <laughs> okay, let's see. You could pre-order the book on Comicsology. But it, it says April 1st was the release date, so joke's on us. Yeah. What if it's all just one big April Fool's joke? Well, like Coronavirus? A- April 2nd, everybody's like, all right, everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> also, too, I saw well, I a report. Supposed to be- oh, go ahead, Jay. I heard things were supposed to be good by Easter. Oh, you're so crazy. <laughs> um, there's a rumor going around that the MCU is looking to have uh, Captain Marvel be the leader of the Avengers or the next set of Avengers when that comes around. Oh, because Captain America's black now, so he can't lead it? Racist ass to you. I listen. I, I, I was really kind of going to turn the question to you all. Like, yeah, what, what do y'all think of that? Like, do you feel like, would you want to see Captain Marvel be the leader of the Avengers? 
And I and if I not, if this, not her, who? this MCU Captain Marvel doesn't seem like she gives a fuck about anything. You know, she <laughs> she's gonna do whatever the fuck she wants. Like that's not she's not a leader to me, and she should be because she's you know former military and all that. She has some leadership skills, but I just don't like. I picture her being the you know, fuck it. I'll just do it myself person, not the the person to bring a team together. You know, well, but the she... thing is, you're going to see her as time has gone on, you know, because I don't think they're going to be like right where they left off, although technically they can't because it's five years later already. So. Oh, maybe that's why know. they're delaying it, because, yeah, Endgame takes place five years from now. OK, see, it's all part of the plan, Lawrence. The mouse released the the I mean, the... bats are flying mice, right? Well, and Corona, like how many, like Disney is known for having a kingdom motif. You know, Corona means crown. It's all connected. I'm telling you. (laughs) Most of their animation is done in China. Yeah. What? What? I think we've uncovered a conspiracy here. (laughs) And, And they've been trying to tell us with all the the Pixar movies eventually being humanity dying. Yeah, look, Frozen 2 came out. All the things we love are now frozen in time. Okay, that's a little bit of a stretch, but it works. But, yeah, no, I don't... Brie Larson's version of Captain Marvel, I don't see as a good leader. I'd rather have Falcon, especially if he's taking up the Captain America mantle. I think he he would be a much better leader. Now, I don't know a whole lot about comic book Captain Marvel, so that I would defer to you guys if if Well, yeah, comic book Captain Marvel could definitely do it. You know, like she led Sword too, right, Larry? Is that not right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, she's 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 definitely I think I'm pretty sure she led the Avengers for a hot second, but maybe but maybe not. Actually, now I think about it, she was just on the team. Like the the thing is, my thing is the casting. She doesn't look like she could command anybody all that much, you know. And I, I think I would love. She's a good actress, and I've actually been a fan of her for a long time. Um, but I would have picked a different character for her. Yeah. Like I think she would have been well from what I've seen her do in the past. Like she would have been a really good Squirrel Girl. But she could have been, you know, an invisible woman too, or like I think she would have done a good job with invisible woman. Yeah, she could actually I I think you're right, actually. She would probably would have been a really good invisible woman. Like even like if they do it like how the comics, how she is now too, like mm-hmm. she would that. Like her yeah. and John Krasinski as Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Young too. young young Katie Sackoff would have been a good Captain Marvel. Yeah. Shit, old Katie Sackhoff could do it. Could Mo- Monica Rambeau be a leader? Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she was. She actually did lead the Avengers. Yeah, and I mean, she's in the TV shows that are now never coming out. They have an adult Monica Rambeau, I think, in Falcon and the, in the Winter Soldier series. One of them. I know there's pictures of an adult Monica Rambeau. So if Falcon, for whatever reason, doesn't want to lead, I think she's the natural second choice over uh, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. 
I don't know. Am I wrong? Is that way off? No, it's not way off. I mean, I, I will say this, that I not only, like, we've only gotten so much Captain Marvel. Uh, like, we've only seen so much of her, basically. Right? So, it's like, we don't know what, how they'll end up developing that character. Yeah. It's like, she, could, she wasn't, she wasn't a, a, the leader or a leader when we saw her in her own movie, but then that was, like, in the past. Well, even in but, in Endgame, she was more like Leroy Jenkins. Like, hey, give me an address, I'll rush in there. Yeah, but uh, but what I'm saying is that that's what they asked of her, and so it's that, like no, she was literally. That, that's not like, what we're, they we're asked talking of her. about. Like, 15 that, minutes worth of screen time that, for that's her. That's not what that's they it. asked of her. They they were literally discussing how how they were going to go there as a team, and she's just like, "Look, just tell me where he is. I'll go. I, I don't give a fuck about any of you people. I'm going to go get this guy." Yeah, but I mean, she didn't go off on her own. Like they went as they went together. A leader would have, but she's obviously what? a follower. If <laughs> if a dude says, "Hey, don't go," and she's like, "Okay, hey, hey, t- <laughs> take this gauntlet over there. Take the most powerful weapon in our arsenal. Don't use it. Go give it to that guy that's weaker than you." Okay. Yeah. No, she's not a leader. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how it goes. It'll be interesting to see how it all it they, all they sorts out. Developer, they could, you know, with time passing, and and she she just looks too young for me to be that 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 rank. But um, it's still, you know, I, I think with time passing, and they could develop her off screen, you know, and. She might do a better job, you know, with right directing, right script. You know, that's a big factor in it too that we're not thinking about right out right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Anything else before we get out of here? All right. Well, shoot. Let's do some final thoughts. Jay, why don't you give me some final thoughts, man? Um, just everybody be safe out there. Wash your hands. Stay on when possible. All right. Oscar, final thoughts. Uh, I'm glad they finally fixed the Batwoman costume a little bit, but half those people can't act worth a shit. <laughs> How did they fix it? They, because the, the cow looked funny, they took off like the, the whole bottom half. So like her her chin and neck are exposed now. I don't know I don't know if it works for crime fighting, but it makes the head look <laughs> less like a triangle and less bulky. It just looks well, a little better. Well, that's I mean that's how the comic was. Okay, yeah, and it doesn't make it makes the hair not look as fake for some reason. I mean it's still obviously a wig, <laughs> but it it just, it just looks better. That's interesting. All right, Moses Magnum, final thoughts. Uh, you know, let us know what you're doing in this time of, of safer at home orders and how you're passing the time, aside from listening to us. Also, I'm still waiting for the jingles for the Fantastic Forum in the morning. So do that. Email me at fantasticforum at allgames.com. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We we'll appreciate you. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. 
yeah. In the meantime, hit us up on social media. Uh, hit our Instagram, Fantastic Forum on Instagram. Or uh, go ahead and uh, hit us. Yeah, no, hit us there. That's it. That's it. This is Fantastic Forum. Only on allgames.com. Mm-hmm.